On May 24, 2019, Jennifer dropped her five kids at school close to 8 a.m. Seven minutes later, she arrives back to her upscale Connecticut home. She had quite a few appointments scheduled that day, like a doctor's appointment at 10 a.m. that she never showed up to, which wasn't like her. At 10.25 a.m., her car is spotted by a neighbor's camera system leaving, but investigators believe she wasn't the one driving it. That was the last time Jennifer was ever seen. This case story contains graphic and shocking content. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, if you're a fan of dark mystery stories along with true crime cases, then you're listening to the right podcast. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I took a little break to enjoy it with family and friends, but now I'm back to uploading once a week, again, typically every Thursday. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then all you have to do is hit the five-star review button and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now make sure there are no bears in your house going through your fridge. And after you've checked that, let's get into today's story. around 11.30 a.m. when Jennifer's nanny showed up to her house getting in from the garage the same way she typically does. She noticed that Jennifer's Suburban was gone, but her Range Rover was still parked in the garage. This didn't surprise the nanny though because she knew she had appointments scheduled all day. It was when she walked into the house that's when she noticed something was a little off. The nanny goes into the house from the garage door and sees Jennifer's handbag on the floor in between the mudroom and the kitchen. Her unopened granola bar and a mug of tea was left on the kitchen counter. The nanny washes Jennifer's mug and as she reaches over to grab a paper towel, she notices that it needs to be replaced. So she goes to the pantry to grab a new roll, but finds only two of them in there. Now this was really strange to her because the night before, the nanny had placed a fresh 12 pack of paper towel rolls in the pantry. Where were they all? She thought to herself what could have happened the night before where the family had to use use 10 rolls. Now pay close attention to the details I just shared because the nanny statement ends up helping investigators big time. She texts Jennifer at 12.43 p.m., but she never gets a reply back, which she figures she must have been busy with the appointment, so she heads out to grab the kids and then texts Jennifer again at 1.10 p.m., and then another time at around 2 p.m., but there was still no reply back from Jennifer. The nanny calls her at 4 p.m., and it goes straight to voicemail. Now, this wasn't like Jennifer at all. She was great at replying back, especially back to her nanny. In the almost seven years that I have worked for Jennifer, I never ever had a hard time reaching her and never had an issue with her phone being off, Almeida the nanny told police. That's when she really knew something was wrong. Where was Jennifer and why wasn't she answering? Her friends and family were concerned. They report her missing, so police checked her house and discovered that there was cleaned up blood on the garage floor. Investigators spotted a male who resembled her estranged husband Fotis in a pickup truck dumping trash bags. There was a woman who resembled Michelle, his girlfriend, who was sitting in the passenger seat. Those trash bags contained Jennifer's clothes and a sponge with her blood on it. Police believe Jennifer was murdered that day near her garage by Fotis, although her body was never found. 
When you look at photos of Jennifer and Fotis, you'd think they're this happy, loving couple with five beautiful children, four of them being two sets of twins. Jennifer Farber came from this really very wealthy family background. Her father was a successful banker and philanthropist. Fotis Doulis was born in Turkey and grew up in Greece. He moved to the U.S. where he pursued a master's degree. Fotis was married for four years to Hillary. She was a woman he had met from Brown University. But while being married, he would email Jennifer Jennifer, whom he also met at Brown when she was there. Hillary and Fotis divorced, but just a month after their divorce was finalized, he married Jennifer. That year, Doulis founded a company called The Four Group Inc. It was a real estate development company specializing in luxury homes based in Connecticut. Jennifer became a stay-at-home mom to their five children, but with a passion and master's degree for writing, she would post on a blog page. One of the posts was dated in March 2012. She talked about the troubles that she was experiencing in her marriage. Jennifer mentioned how Fotis would spend a lot of his time independently. She also believed that he was having an affair with his colleague Michelle. On June 2017, she files for a divorce, but Fotis wasn't happy about it. He threatened to kidnap the kids and he bought a gun that same year. I know that filing for divorce and filing this motion will enrage him. I know he will retaliate by trying to harm me in some way, Jennifer wrote in her divorce documents. However, Fotis denied making the threats and claimed he bought the gun for home security. During the divorce, things got more heated between the two. Both parents were to share joint custody, but Fotis kept breaking court orders. So Jennifer was awarded full custody and Fotis had supervised visitation with monitored calls. This didn't make him happy. Investigators believe that Fotis was responsible for Jennifer's death, although her body was never found. Her suburban was found at the side of the road near Waveney Park in New Cannon, just over three miles away from her home. They believe he arrived to her place that morning by bike due to evidence of tire marks and that he was waiting for her to get home from dropping the kids off. They think that Fotis killed Jennifer in the garage. On June 2019, a few days later, Fotis and his girlfriend Michelle were arrested for tampering with evidence and hindering prosecution, but not enough evidence was received at the time to nail them with other serious charges. They both pled not guilty. On January 2020, Fotis was arrested once again, but the this time, police charged him with murder. His girlfriend, Michelle, was also arrested, but for conspiracy to commit murder. His friend and former attorney, Kent, was arrested as well for the same charge as Michelle. Now, this was because of his wife. She thought that Kent and Fotis were plotting her own death. Investigators ended up finding a gravesite on Kent's property filled with two bags of lime and blue tarp, but no body was found. Fotis was released the following day after his bond was set to $6 million. He was to report back to court in February, but that didn't happen for him. While he was out on bail, he was supposed to attend an emergency hearing on January 28th. When he didn't show up, investigators went to his home and found him unresponsive in his garage. He had poisoned himself with carbon monoxide while sitting in his car. He was airlifted to a medical center in the Bronx, but was pronounced dead a couple days later. A suicide note was found in his car that read, I refuse to spend even an hour more in jail.
jail for something I had nothing to do with. As for his children, Jennifer's mom, Gloria, has custody of them. Before Fotis took his life, Gloria actually sued him for close to $2 million that her late husband, Jennifer's father, had loaned to him for him to use towards his luxury home business. This case was covered in a Lifetime movie called Gone Bomb, the Jennifer Julo story. I've seen it, and they did a very great job at describing what happened. Hopefully, Jennifer's body is recovered soon so that her kids, mom, and friends receive the closure that they deserve. They've been through so much, and I hope they're able to find healing as soon as possible. I do ask all of my listeners to please give Jennifer's family their privacy. If you know them or you live near them, it's so hard losing one parent. I can't even imagine how those babies feel after losing both of their parents at such a young age. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure to stay safe because this world is crazy, and I'll talk to you soon.